Hello everybody, welcome to the second episode of Layer Podcast. I'm Yin Yi and today I have with me two guests, Cheryl and Jessica. Today we are gathered here to talk about nurturing stronger, passionate and driven females. I think um, to give a little bit of a background uh, why we wanted to even talk about this um, is because in my current as well as previous experience as a social worker for more than a decade, I did notice certain trends where females seems to have a number of issues, um, especially the younger women. Uh, you know, when we did some research, data did actually show us uh, and pointed to the fact that more females were actually having mental health issues. And it, we are wondering, is it because then um, women are more open, more willing to talk about mental health, well-being, and hence, you know, willing to seek professional help, and hence, numbers are being captured. And I think there's also a bit about the females being seen as more emotional. So, I, I think, you know, with all this background about females having you know issues um, and even reflecting on my own current work you know we did manage to drop certain themes um, across uh, the bulk of the younger women that I serve at Uga Chaga um, I hear women needing to be validated accepted even when they don't conform to certain social norms and I think acceptance are sometimes difficult to get from their friends community and even the closest kin their family um, I am very, very keen to find out. So with all this, you know, um, putting females, you know, to, to you know, and, and data perspectives about female being emotional, female having more mental health issue. So how then do we nurture stronger, passionate and driven females? And I think maybe to also just think out loud you know about the biological makeup of female when we have um, our mood fluctuations monthly due to our period for older ladies pregnancy pre and post menopause right and it tends to affect us emotionally and i think a large number of females are more in touch with our emotions we share we talk so how how do we work with females um, generally and support them to become better. So I think um, I want to justify that for the podcast, we are here not to give us a, a solution into you know how, how do we then you know bring about this group and whatever we talked about is definitely the, the way to go to uh, to make sure you know if you do what we say, um, females are going to be turned out better. I think I think that's not the point of the podcast. Um, but like what po- layer podcast is about, we want to open the d- discourse. We want to hear and discuss, and hence we want to bring in guests' perspective. We want you to hear our perspective and allow yourself to formulate your perspective. So. I think, um, if enough of me talking, uh, let me just uh, quickly introduce Cheryl as well as Jessica. Cheryl is a very passionate and driven social worker who has been serving in the social service sector for a good eight years. She has a vast uh, experience working with youth. She actually started a girl-centric program that empowers girls to be better, stronger and smarter. 
So in her years where she uh, has the program, she actually came across uh, girls and women from different walks of lives. And actually, these girls and women journeyed alongside her, allowing her to empower more girls. So Jessica, uh, an avid dancer, budding scientist who cares about the environment, is a highly driven by her curiosity and drive to learn new things. She's a second-year diploma student in biotechnology and a part of a dance crew team legacy. Jessica is looking to further deepen her skills in anything that can improve and deepen her lifestyle, current skills and personality. Jessica is also a student volunteer under Cheryl's program. I think we were just talking about this program and I'm really, really very intrigued about what is this girl-centric program that Cheryl has actually started. Cheryl, would you please share with us more? So I had a lot of conversation with teachers, uh, counsellors and things like that and I do hear that there's actually this need. Yeah, in, and, um, which is why we decided to give you a go. Yeah, of course that's all with director's approval and things like that lah, to give you a shot. So then that's how the birth of the girls program started uh, in 2014. Yeah, which I thought that is very meaningful because there are so many hidden things that um, usually it's not obvious to the eye. Yeah, so uh, things that you don't hear because girls in class usually they are in a way functioning lah, like well behaved and things like that. But deep down, there are actually a lot of other issues and it will start to surface when they are upper set. <laughs> yeah, so I think then that's where the, the take of um, really targeting girls uh, at all ages now. That we always want to do something earlier rather than wait till they got into trouble or get themselves into a certain situation then we come in to lend a helping hand. Yeah, so it's more preventive, I would say, when I first started the program. Yeah. So then I started cutting down on the boys' work and do more on the girls' work. See um, females who are um, functioning, right? So functioning in terms of that um, they have actually completed PSLE, secondary school, um, in poly. They don't actually have a lot of um, behavioural issues, like what you rightly pointed out. Yeah, but it, it doesn't mean that they have no issues. Yeah, yeah. so the issues about self, you know, self-identity, self-acceptance, seeking validations and acceptance from people, it's actually very real. And sometimes it gets them so conflicted, um, it puts them into really deep struggles. So that's something that I'm seeing as well. Yeah, and I thought, I, I'm quite curious also, um, what is the impact like so far, or what are you seeing in what you are doing? I think what, what we do um, in the program itself la, is definitely not something that you can see as uh, happening immediately. Yeah, because it's, it's more of a longer term that I'm hoping that the aspect of self can be better, stronger. Yeah, I mean, so that when they move up into adulthood, I mean, that's when bulk of the challenge will start to surface, you know, entering the workforce, how do you cope with things and, and different things. So there are a lot of things that we hope that at the end of the day, it's for them to be a better, stronger, smarter self. Yeah, and I must say that we are still work in progress. I mean, I, I mean, can see when they are 21 or moving towards 35, <laughs> then you can see how are they coping with all the things. Yeah, of course, I'm not saying that uh, it's miracle work. Yeah, it's not going to be miracle work that you expect that, oh, seven years of investment will lead to that. But it's building up those steps for them when they are at adulthood. 
females. Am I right? We need to journey with them to actually realize that is that impact, or rather, we are, we are able to capture certain impact of the work that we are doing. Yeah, and I think I'm also curious about the vision that you came up with. Yeah, how do you manage to come up with the vision of better, stronger, and smarter? Yeah. In fact, there's no reference that I could go for to take a look at, you know, what can be done for girls other than just sexuality. I think that was the main thing back then. Then, uh, but I, I felt like it should have a bit more holistic approach that we are not looking at just one aspect of the skin or one, one aspect of the issue, but really to be truly authentic in terms of girl-centric, what does it also mean? Yeah, so I want to look at a girl as a holistic, as a person yourself. So when it comes to a person, of course it adds complexity. It's not that easy that I'm just targeting, let's say, uh, one aspect of an issue. We're really looking at this girl on her own. So, which is why better, stronger, and smarter is how we envision a uh, female. <laughs> yeah, what would help them succeed Yeah, when they grow up in future. It's not so much about the achievement. Or, or I check this skill, or I check that skill. But it's really as a person, what does it mean? Yeah, being better, being stronger, being smarter. So smarter is not paper. Okay, it's not about paper qualification, but smarter in terms of how do you make decisions in life? Yeah, because there are so many things that I can't teach you. <laughs> yeah, but it's really the 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 idea of how you know your experience with us will shape you towards being a better, stronger, and smarter person. Yeah, for your own future. Yeah. I think yeah, like focusing on it because I realized that those three attributes are not very gender stereotypical, yes. right? It's really very neutral in terms of um, focusing actually on the self. So if I don't fit a female, you know, a typical female profile, it's still okay to join um, such programs because then the direction and the vision that we are actually looking at is something that's all, uh, all encompassing, is it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Fine yes. I was thinking, do we yeah. want to make it super privileged or yeah. entitled in a way for the females? But then I think, I, I mean, back at the end of the day, we want to make sure that integration back to the community happens. That it's not just exclusive. Yeah. So while some of the activities, or let's say a uh, priority like, for them to take part in certain activities, are only limited to those. But when we do come across like males, yeah, wanting to be on board the journey with us. Yeah, we won't say no because we are not exclusive. We want to be inclusive and we want to hear, let girls also experience how to go about working with boys. Yeah, because that's the reality. The reality is that Singapore is not all female. <laughs> mm. I think it's about matching what is the reality on the ground as well. Yeah, so in my program, we do have very small pocket amounts. I mean, you can ask Jessica. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very nice boys, very uh, diligent and very willingly supporting the girls. So I thought that this is the kind of thing that um, is also very important. It's not just always about uh, what a female needs. Yeah. And I like that you have this focus in your work. Um, what are some probably um, views that you have about the current support system for this group of females? And if there are workers out there wanting to start, you know, either programs or initiatives to support females, any things that you can share with them about? Yeah. So I can't speak for all all different sectors, but also the fact that I feel like you'll be surprised there are actually a lot of. 
colleagues or fellow fellow um, disciplines. They they do talk to me about wanting to do their own ghost work. Yeah. But it's also then limiting for them. Limiting because in their mode of being a social worker, the portfolio is not. <laughs> so then how do you work towards having such a program uh, as a in your career? Yeah. So I think that will definitely be challenged because even in the course of me doing it, um, you really have to advocate very hard. <laughs> yeah. And also must also be very prepared that resources will be limiting. Yeah. So if I were to say that if you really want to do it, you need to be very resourceful. Yeah. That uh, whether or not it's within an agency or not, it doesn't really matter. So <laughs> it's just do it. Yeah, yeah, it's something if you want to do it, then you just have to do it. La. And there will be a lot of like-minded individuals that are willing to do it with you. Yeah. That's why I get it from my journey. And it sounds like you've got plans to further your own already. Like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm curious also what are certain plans that you have to further the work that you are doing. Yeah, whether is it uh, with the agency or not with the agency. Yeah, what are some plans you have and what may be certain obstacles that you also may face for yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we are yeah. always limited by, I mean it's the same for any startup, right? If you want to do something on your own, you always, there are bound to be obstacles. So the basic thing you always ask yourself is also funding. You want to make it like, even do it, you need funding somehow. Yeah, not big amount, but at least certain form of funding to fund the piece of the kick starting to work. So uh, that's one. Whether or not I have concrete plans about how to do it, but I didn't know that this passion started in my career. And I can say that it's also my own passion. Yeah, which I cannot fault the company. I mean, who to expect an agency to fund your personal passion? <laughs> <laughs> so I think we have to be realistic. La. But to me, I do feel like as the years goes, I roughly have a sense how things can be fine-tuned. Yeah, and what will be also matching to maybe the next generation of those. Yeah, maybe journeying uh, in professional terms is that, yeah, we want journey, we want journey, right? But maybe the girls don't want. <laughs> that's true. That's to see it from the other perspective yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, I must say that um, there's a lot of effort from community partners stepping up to do a lot of those work. Yeah. So even have like mentoring clubs that does that as a contribution. Yeah. So instead of targeting just females, they also move up to girls, which I thought is fantastic. Yeah. That even do see the need that more girls work is really needed. Yeah. As compared to the time when I started, it's like I barely get any resource, yeah, that you really have to start something. But the awareness, I must say, that is there now. And people do see the need. It's just that, honestly, it's, it's like, you know, business, right? I mean, the, the way to go is always collaboration also. You don't want to, like, have too many. Yeah, because the, the pie is always there, just that size. <laughs> it's not going to grow more with more businesses uh, targeting or services targeting the girls. So there should be a way that we can learn how to kind of like um, collaborate so that we can provide more resources for the girls or one girl in Asia, yeah, but in area of uh, different support that can come in from different groups of people. Yeah. Thank you. So I'm hearing that if we have a passion and <laughs> you have a dream to not, not just be restricted, restricted in what, what you are 
confined to to literally think out of the box I mean that's what I gathered from you yeah to think out of the box to work together with whatever present community resources right um, work together come together serve different needs of that individual so it's a more holistic yes. yeah manner yeah. right of helping the, the individual and the female yes. And I, I like that um, the, the fact that I would encourage women to also embark on what they envision as a dream uh, or certain passion is also the fact that you are also role modeling for let's say your daughters or your children or fellow niece yeah, to see the possibility yeah, which is something that even till now when I speak to young girls they always have, they have good dreams but I'm not saying that it's not realistic, it's actually realistic dreams but there's always this fear that's holding them back because there's no one out there that they have seen that walk that path so I do feel like whatever we do as an adult uh, it's not just limiting to us people around us do get the inspiration do get the courage to venture which I thought that is very important for girls also that you don't just have a dream but don't make it as an action plan for yourself yeah you know what, I can think of? Fortune favors bold. <laughs> 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 right, to, to be bold and to be brave and courageous in pursuing what you truly believe in. Yes. Yeah. And, and while we have been talking quite a bit, I, I also want to shed light on Jessica. Yeah, and I think it's really our privilege to have you with us. Yeah, and I think um, when I first had a conversation with Cheryl Miss Ong uh, about wanting to invite a youth, I think she also was very quick to identify you as one person who she felt that you have a lot of potential. Yeah, so, and I understand that you are a current student volunteer with her. <laughs> and I will very, very curious about your story, right? Uh, your journey growing up as a female in Singapore. You can even respond to what Miss Ong Cheryl had said. Yeah, so over to you about your journey and your story as a female okay. so far. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, if I go off topic, please let me know. No problem. <laughs> okay, so uh, initially I joined Miss Ong as, uh, as a student volunteer uh, because I wanted to give back to the community and like help out because um, like basically I was given the opportunity to learn like a lot previously like uh, in dance uh, and like it's something that is not uh, like it's a I feel like it's a privilege la, to be able to uh, learn it and like um, to be able to learn it for free and like uh, it's like a stepping stone to the world out there so I feel that uh, it, it was very helpful la. yeah then uh, after that I want to give back and like help the other girls who are like uh, who are interested in their passion but they don't have uh, like not exactly a platform that is uh, readily available and what's, and what's more is that uh, back then she promoted it to our school and like it was free so like why not you know just sign up yeah and uh, yeah it was a it was a step that yeah she's definitely me so one bold one because uh, I mean, I, I don't know her back then, yeah. but she just I just see a very courageous girl walk up to me and say, can I join? Wow. Yeah, So and she came alone, not like she wow. brought a friend or Amazing. she's accompanying a friend. Yeah. So I thought that, I, I, I mean, mean that stuck me, even yeah. though it has yeah. been so many yeah. years, yeah. that I feel like it's a different character I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah. which, which I, I, I do encourage a lot of girls that if it's something that you like or you want to give it a try, 
step out of your comfort zone and give you a shot. Yeah, because this is what I see in her. Yeah, always willing to take up different roles, challenge herself. I think that's very important. I mean, it's a safe space provided, why not? Mm. Yeah. 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 Thanks, Jessica, for that sharing because I think I'm also very curious. How did you become like that? Oh. <laughs> right? So, like, my curiosity, because I, I think I might not be in touch, la. I'm not youth anymore. La. So, you are really the youth, and I want to find out what helped or what are some probably experiences you had when you were growing up, or what did you see, what did you hear from your friends um, that probably shaped you to who you are today? I can't really think of that now, but okay, anyways, um, about the topic about being student volunteer, right? So, uh, like, after I joined, I realised that, um, like, uh, like, it, it brings me joy every time I see them, like, being able to uh, learn something new, and then after that, and, like, them also, like, levelling up, and then, like, and them also feeling satisfied with, like, uh, like the new things that they have learned, yeah. So, uh, it's great to like be able to like help and like, yeah. Then my curiosity is how you manage, ah? Because, because you will have your studies and mm -hmm. right, then, then you will have your dance, dance and, and then, then on top of this, you still have student volunteer, right? So then, how do you balance everything? Uh, I think. I think it's about fulfilling your responsibilities. <laughs> yeah, so basically like whatever uh like whatever that you have decided to commit, uh it's your own responsibility to like uh at least put in uh like seventy five percent or like just like try your best to do uh whatever you can do in that capacity that you have. Yeah. Strong values of being committed and responsible. Am I right? Because then, with those values that's ingrained in you, you are a very committed and responsible individual in all different aspects of your life. Yeah. And does this value, is it something that you learn in school? Is it something that you learn from your family? Or is it something that you have seen? <laughs> I don't know. La. That's why it's really to find out, eh, where did all these values come from? Is it something that your parents have previously instilled in you? Or is it the school? But I do see that I think what 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 I observe in her period with me is also the fact that I feel like um it's not just about commitment responsibility, but it's also the fact that I feel like experiences are very important. Yeah, experiences of bring out who you are, what you are actually capable of, maybe a very good uh, starting point for any individual who aspires to even do more or driven to do more. Yeah, I mean, uh, in the context, uh, to give the context, I think Jessica was very involved in one of our dance uh, group. So also because we actually, it's very unique because our dance group, we don't hire instructors. Yeah, we don't oh, yes. hire instructors. And it's also, I mean, I always get a question, why? Why don't you want to get someone trained to bring in to do that? But I think I want to stick to the point that it's, it's not a dance academy that I'm running, but it's also something that I want the girls to experiment what you are actually capable of. And through that learning experience, you can really see the kind of synergy that from zero instructor, I have homegrown instructors. Like Jessica is one of the homegrown instructors. She just purely started wanting to dance, becoming now instructor that has not just led a showcase, 
participate in showcase, but she, she now also volunteers in children's home as an instructor. Yeah, so it's like things that I feel like experiences are very important. So whether or not um, how you deal with the experience is then also something that is very important. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, Miss Ong mentioned about the no instructor bit, right? Yeah, is there something that you would like to add on? Yeah, yeah like, like uh, I think to be able to have someone to look up to, which was like what you mentioned earlier on, is very important. Like now that you mentioned it, I realized that uh, because there was a previous generation that started. Yes. The yeah, <laughs> yeah, the pioneer generation. Yeah, like they were the ones who uh, just, uh, like as a group of friends, they just decided to like, uh, teach girls like all oh, their own willing hearts and then uh, like I was one of them who like learn under under them uh, so I feel that uh, yeah 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 wonderful that means we, we are hearing that besides platforms we also need some people uh, role models mm. that you can look up to am I right so that you can also see how else you can also further yourself and, and I think that's that's wonderful yeah and I think it really also boils down to your courage la, to really step up and to lead because I'm hearing from Ms Ong that you are actually leading it now and that needs a lot of courage am I right to do that yeah and I think also I want to hear from you would there be any words that you want to encourage to share with our listeners of your age uh, yeah any things you want to say to them Just follow, uh, just do what your heart wants you to do. Uh, usually the first step will be quite hard, but uh, yeah, take it slowly one step at a time. Yeah. Thank you. Would there be also any questions that you would like to pose to us? <laughs> Since we have this opportunity, any questions, uh, any curiosities you may have? No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Any other comments and thoughts that you have before I sum up? Actually, I don't know. Like, that's why I wanted to check with you all any points that I missed out, any things or any curiosities you all may have. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. What I also do notice that it's also back to your question. What about them? Hmm. I do I always, always feel a uh, bit down. Uh, it's not it's just not working with girls that matters. Actually, it's also a lot about working with boys. Um, while you're also doing boys' work, I think sometimes it's also what's your priority. La. I mean, if I'm the one doing the boys' work, my priority will be a bit different from another male colleague doing the boys' work. Yeah. Because my take is always that at the end of the day, um, most men will want to settle, right? So, how you treat your spouse is actually very important. When we focus too much about just, you know, uh, the term they always use in social work is always delinquency. You get I me? Mean? But I, I always feel like that is just one area that is um, an issue. La. But to me, I also feel like in the process of nurturing boys, we should also emphasize the fact that, you know, what does it mean to be a man? And what does it mean to be a man growing up uh, or in future taking care of uh, your partners? Yeah, because uh, I must say that even though I don't have statistics on what, um, uh, uh, I wouldn't say violence, like abuse is actually quite common uh, when I have chats with uh, my girls, la, older girls, that they guys, the, their partner, their male partner tend to either, it's not physical abuse now, yeah, it's actually emotional abuse. 
and these are actually unnecessary stress that can be adding on to the girls yeah having to manage that yeah because i think as much as here i'm trying to empower the girls that you can live your dream you can you can pursue what but um ideally spouse must also be encouraging yeah but the sad thing is always the fact that you know a lot of boys i feel are not comfortable yet yeah having their girlfriend pursuing the dream <laughs> so i do feel like the the fact is about uh I'm not so sure whether it's about equality, but that's I do feel like you know the the kind of work that we do with boys also need to factor in mind such things. It's not just about how they behave in front of you. Uh, are they able to complete this program? But it's really a lot more into what does it mean for them when they grow up. Yeah, and 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 I don't often hear from people about you know how are they nurturing the boys to be even good father, a uh, good husband. Yeah, but it's more of how they as, as just themselves. Lah. Yeah, but I, I feel like it's also the fact that if you are moving them towards being an adult, these are things that I always have in mind. Like even now, catcalling in schools are so common, you know, boys still calling girls' names, even though, you know, there's so many education about you know, sexual harassment. Yeah, but it's still ongoing. So, so I do feel like there are a lot of things that a lot more education and what type of education we are putting in for the boys is very important. Yeah, of course, it's not just on social workers or youth workers, la, but even as parents, how are we also teaching our son? Yeah. What, what does it mean to be a man? Yeah, it's not just about being manly. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot more than that. Yeah. With that, and I was just thinking in my mind, like, is it the social norms that we will need to address? Because currently, there's like you know a lot of prescribed gender roles. There's a lot of stereotypes that we have actually. You know, like men not supposed to express emotions. You need to deal with emotions in a different manner, and hence the acting out. You know, you're not supposed to be crying, and that get me to do a lot of thinking. Whether is there some universal norms that we should be promoting instead of some social gender typical norms? I, I don't know. So I, I think it's a question I'm thinking out loud because I really like the better, stronger, smarter. It has no gender, t like, you know, like typical or stereotypes to it. It is just like norms law, right? And, and if we are very fixated in certain gender roles, although yes, we still have to fixate that, you know, the gender roles that we have to perform because of certain duties, how can we promote that, that values, that, that universal mindset when we are grooming our younger children to think a little bit more, I don't know, deeply, critically? Yeah, uh, but definitely that might be something that we can address in our next podcast. Whether is it a gender thing? Is it a female-male thing? Is it a social norm that we are talking about? I don't know. Yeah. I think you're right to say that if it's treating this, uh, your, your child or, or your youth as a person, better, stronger and smarter is also very important. So what does it mean to be a better person? Exactly. Yeah, so and that's where I think conversations can happen. Things that you'll start to notice. Yeah, so, so I do feel like it's very important. So it's not so much that um, you just do it with girls, but also the fact that what about another group? Yeah, which is also the boys. La. So males, females. Yeah, which I feel like it should have this uh, equal approach. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the same, same way, same concept. Maybe the approach is a bit different, but the concept should be around the same. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, from my background, also got 
not just boys, girls, we have the <laughs> LGBTQ+. Plus. Exactly. So then where do we park them, right? How are how is the trans supposed to be behaving? Is there a norms, norm that the trans is supposed to be behaving? But that's just weird, right? <laughs> I was just thinking. Yeah, so then I really like that then the focus on the individual. How can everybody focus on what an individual should have? What kind of values, what kind of mindset? Yeah, that we probably should look into as like educators, as social service practitioners, as policy makers. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So to yeah, me, I think, I think why girls is very simple because uh, I have a soft spot for girls because I'm a female. Yeah, and also back then there's this gap that I felt like it needs to be done, it needs to be addressed. Yeah, so which is why the zoom into why girls. Yeah, but now as time goes by, when I'm also reviewing the landscape and all, I do feel like it should be uh, equal. La. You need to pay equal attention to both. So it's not so much about really gender, gender. Yeah, of course, I still feel a lot more for girls. Yeah. <laughs> because anything happens, girls is always like, I feel at a disadvantage. Yeah, so which is why I always feel like they need more of that kind of support and courage. Thank you very much. Ladies, I hear your and hear you loud and clear, got passion, must drive it and follow it and do it I and mean, pace yourself as well. That's what Jessica has pointed out step by step, right? But if you have a passion, like, you know, Cheryl, we hear it, you know, she embodies the passion and she drives it. And I think that's something that I am taking away from this podcast. Yeah. Thank you very much, both ladies. And thank you, listeners. So this is the end of our podcast. Stay tuned to us again. Thank you.